This podcast is brought to you by WandedHero.com. Sign up for our fan club to get free books, contests, and more. It's fun and best of all, completely free at WantedHero.com. You're listening to Life is Like Fiction. Everybody, this is Jamie Buckley at wantedhero.com. And actually, now I get to say wantedheroworld.com. And welcome to Life is Like Fiction. I am here with my daughter, Jamie. Oh, there you go. That's going to mess with your minds. And we have not done this in so long. I'm going to do a little reminder here. If you've never listened to this show before, you're going to hear all sorts of little sounds in the background and uh, like people flushing toilets and stuff (laughs) and the reason for that is is that i have a very uh, harry potter-esque office underneath the stairs and it just so happens that directly to my left like probably 19 inches from my head happens to be the main wall with all the plumbing in our home so hey you know you get reality when you come to life is like fiction because it's you know like a fantasy reality when life is like that's funny (laughs) okay so Jamie has requested, actually, the whole COVID virus thingy is going on in the world. And I've already been uh, self-quarantined for almost three months because of bronchitis. And so then this hits. So I'm like, I'm past month four being at home. And uh, we haven't done one of these in long time. (laughs) Very long time. Long time. So we decided since we've been building Wanted Hero World... um, and taking the story and making it interactive online, we just thought, gosh, we need to get back to doing podcasts. Mm. And you had an idea. Yes. So, and you didn't tell me. You just said, well, let's just do this, and then I'll tell you what I want to talk about. So. <laughs> yes, let's see if this makes any sense. Okay, go for it. Well, um, I wanted to talk about magic systems. Hmm. Was that a good mmm or a bad mm? uh, No. Okay, let's talk about... Oh, I'm going to have to grab some stuff up there. <laughs> okay. Crap. Okay. No, let's talk. Let's talk. We'll see if I have to get up into my bookcase and pull anything out. Okay, let's talk about magic systems. So, I often hear magic systems referred... Different kinds of magic systems referred to as boiled eggs. Have you? <laughs> no. Boiled eggs? Boiled eggs. Hard-boiled Magic system, soft-boiled magic system. I haven't ever heard the term boiled egg. Maybe Evan has. I haven't heard that term. I've heard hard and soft. (laughs) I got it from Teen Author Boot Camp. We were talking about Uh, eggs. Okay. So the soft-boiled magic system, not a lot of rules. Boundaries can be pushed. It's pretty flexible. Like Harry Um, Potter. Yeah. It's just like wave a wand and... Stuff happens. That's why I made that magazine cover. Wand is for wimps. <laughs> <laughs> and then the hard-boiled magic systems, where there are rules and boundaries. There's it's there's costs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and people have so, got it down to a science. Um, okay. So, are you okay with me going into my magic system oh, yeah. a little yeah, bit from my let, world? Let's talk. So, we're we're going to spend some time together, probably months. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and yeah, let's just chat. I don't actually know if I can call it a magic system. I was talking to Simon about this the other day, and I kept calling it a magic system, and he would, like, flinch every time I did it, because apparently it it makes too much sense. It's too science-y. I, what? Really? I don't know. So, well, explain things to me. Um, So there's a bloodline. Okay. Uh, father, which I'm not going to tell you about, Mother, which I'm not going to tell you about, and their offspring. Mother gave birth to the elements. The elements gave birth to the dragons. And um, because all of these combined, create they created different um, different races. And I'm not going to go into the n- nitty gritty. So, so far we have a lot of information. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so you have two. So you have two parents. 
give birth to the elements. Mm -hmm. So the elements are actually personages. Yes, they do have... Um, because they give birth to dragons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, okay, let's see how to explain this. <laughs> so say so you have a candle here on the desk. Okay. And you have a bonfire on the other side of the planet. Okay. Fire, just in general, has one consciousness. Okay. Um, so does water, earth, um, air, and spirit. Okay. Um, so wherever it is, wherever it exists, it's connected. It's consciousness yes. or connect. Okay. Yes. So it doesn't have a body, I guess. One doesn't have a stationary body. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and those things combined create the world and the children and the, the, the soul. Um, the spirit element. Um, that's what... I'm... Do you have notes on this? You should have brought notes. <laughs> I forgot to grab the notebook. Um, the elements, basic elements, fire, water, earth, and air working together created the bodies um, of their children, the different races, and then the soul gifted a spirit to each of these children and their own... Mind. She's bouncing in her chair, <laughs> making hand motions, and I'm pretty sure I'm so you can't to hear that. I talking with my hands. That I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm going off on a tangent. Um. Really, I think it doesn't sound, sound pretty. Legit? No, it sounds like pretty precise. There's okay, so, so many voices in my head. I can't. <laughs> that's a different show. No, the the. Do you want to go get your your notes nearby? No. Okay. So, so you've got, okay, so you've got a mother and father, they give birth to the elements, the elements mm -hmm. give birth to the dragons, but you're saying all the other races, not just dragons, they come, they mm -hmm. give birth to all the different races. Mm -hmm. So as different combinations of all the elements, mm -hmm. maybe the elements in different measurements. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. I mean, okay. It sounds a lot more simple now that you've said it. Okay. Um, and then... So there's an ancient language used by the old family. So okay, uh, mother, father, the elements, and I actually like how you refer to it as like the old family, like <laughs> yeah. the original family. This is old money because okay. where this where the story plays, takes place now, the book that I'm writing at the moment, um, humans have kind of. Gosh, I don't know. I read so many books that make me hate humans that I've, <laughs> I <laughs> make me disappointed that you know I what, am one. You know what's you know Because they're funny, always, though? they're awful. Humans are... Uh, well, they kind of suck. <laughs> they do. They you suck. Know humans you know suck. You know what's funny? It's that very point right there is why in my professional life as an illustrator, I don't do portraits. Because I don't like I don't like humans. <laughs> if you say, if you say, I'd like you to draw a portrait of my kid or my wife or my husband or whatever, it's like, fine. Mm. And then people are like, well, what the crap? Why do they have pointy ears? Because they look better that way. <laughs> and I would just lose jobs. I've I was actually like, done I, no, that I don't before. do portraits. My friends are like, will you draw a picture of me or me or me? And I'm, sure, you're going <laughs> to have a tail. You're going to have wings. You're going to be part fish. I... <laughs> I don't know how to do plain human unless they're super super cartoony. Like yeah, I but but I agree. It's I can make stick figure humans. It's often I just don't usually like humans on it generally. Yeah. Just generally speaking, there's always exceptions. Mm -hmm. I love Wendell. He's human. I love Wendell too. Um, I love Chuck. He's human. So. Lily's human, right? Yes. Oh, Except I don't so. like her very much at the beginning. She's oh, kind of a... But, oh, you'll I know her. you say she's going you to be will... great at the moment. She's kind of a brat. She's great now. If you know the kind... Here's the thing. The thing with a lot of my readers don't understand yet is they, they have not been exposed to her backstory. I don't like doing the whole, you know, fading off and mm -hmm. memories and all that. I'd rather have her past is going to catch up to her. Mm -hmm. And it's going to happen... 
in the next book. <sighs> so a lot of stuff is going to happen in this next book. I know there's so much to expectate, so many expectations, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm trying to get revved up and get the whole outline for. I want to get the outline done for the entire series before I finish book eight. Because after our last conversation, I went through my notes. Here I'm 80% done with the book. And I'm like, I could finish this in the next three weeks. Easily. And then I realized, uh, I'm not. There's always an and then. I'm not. Well, the thing is. Or a but. Well, remember what we were talking about? That I I was developing Wendell in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. This will come later. What's happening now is way too early. And I'm giving him too much. And that's that's just not okay. So I'm going to go through and. Um, I kind of drowned it out his personality, why readers love him, why I love him. And I don't want to take that away from him. I don't want to make him mature too quickly and to squash those kind, innocent aspects of his personality, mm -hmm. which I did in the first 150 pages of this book. Yeah, see what I mean? Yeah. So I went through and I read it and I went, okay, this is his personality years from now when he has gotten a better grasp of the mantle of the hero. This is not appropriate right now and so I need to go fix it. So that's why I decided to stop for a minute and measure things out so I know where to take his personality right now, which is not wrong. It's the wrong time. And then mm -hmm. move that to the right section. And then I can go, okay, and work my way backwards and go, oh, he's right here. I don't know how to do that work my way backwards. Uh, anyway, you I... just, it's, it, <laughs> it, but it's just, it's a habit thing. The hard thing is that I haven't written a book in five years. And it, and it ended on book seven. And it was a pretty dramatic ending and then stopping. And mm -hmm. so I've got to get in the right frame and pick up there. And I've been in a different frame of mind, so... I, I believe you that I'm going to love Lily eventually. Yes, I, you will love She's her. definitely not my favorite character at the moment, but <laughs> that, that may change. <laughs> I trust you. Yeah, you'll like her. Um, Everyone will like her. Where was I? Ah, hating humans. <laughs> right. <laughs> so humans in my book, they kind of su suck like humans. Okay. So they like big time suck. So. Okay. Um, they created their, they speak. It sounds like good old the bad born, guys. Yep. Good old born, boring English. <laughs> um, I was saying Dutch was the, yeah, Dutch is the base for the language of the old family. Um, humans kind of went off, did their own thing. Most of the, uh, magical creatures, so not humans. Okay. are in hiding at the moment because they're not willing to be violent and nasty like the humans are to get what they want. Okay. So they they've retreated basically. Um but there's so humans can communicate with the elements using the old language. Um or a dragon artifact, something gifted. It's uh I remember you mentioning the dragon artifacts. That got me. That fascinated me. Should I go? With, should I? I think you should describe to our listeners brief. what what a dragon artifact is, how it how it's mm -hmm. created, how what it does. Cause I find it fascinating. So I thought it was a pretty cool idea. I, I was pretty think proud it is of that. Very one. cool. Very cool. Um, okay, so how that works is every because dragons live for a very very long time. Um, every time a dragon dies of old age or because of wounds, um, it's, it's a big deal. And there's this big ceremony that takes place amongst the dragons where, um, they do, um, well, the ceremony takes place and then they burn the body, basically. And then the, um, the remains, because a, a good portion of a dragon is my dragons are fireproof. So what's left over, the craftsmen um, of that race take and they make it into some type of artifact. Whether it's a helmet or, or a cape or a staff or shoes or 
something or other. Um, and I, and just just for clarification, because I'm listening to you and I'm catching something here. If I rem- if I remember correctly, because um, you just said you know we they burn the body of the dragons, mm-hmm. but the dragons are fireproof. If I remember correctly, you told me, but it was a combination of the various fires yes. of all the various yes. dragons that because they have different elements. So combining mm-hmm. the different dragon fire together, that's how they burn the body of their brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys understand. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I no, skipped okay. over that bit. I'm here to help. Um, okay. So they're made into certain artifacts. Um, and So give an example of, of an artifact. So there's a pair of boots. So there's... um. A race that lives in uh, deep in the woods where, where humans can't touch them. A race of pure innocence. They're called um, the humans call them roots. They're a legend. No one knows that they actually exist. They're the the keepers of um, the keepers of the trees and um, okay. Pure innocent. There's no. There's they're they're perfect. Um, and because they're perfect and, and, and they become a target because they will they won't use violence. They won't, they're, no matter how they old they get, they're like children. Very, Sounds very like pure and, <laughs> and clean and wonderful. Um, and because after they had been created, they were becoming a target. Some of the other, um, well, for humans, mostly, um, uh, mother created, so these of... are not these are not humans. No. Okay. They are um, mother with the help of her children. The elements created. Um, they're also called the wards, and they created wardens, uh, which are big, scary. Look, they're all men, all of them. They're okay. not. There, there are no families. They're brought up out of the ground. These big. Big, huge, massive muscles and awesome and big beards and they don't, um, each one is given charge of over one of the, um, one of the roots, one of those children and becomes, um, I don't know why I'm all of a sudden feeling nervous. It's like I just realized there's a microphone here. <laughs> just remember you requested this. I, I did, and I'm not regretting it. <laughs> I just, I haven't talked about my stuff out loud in a long time. Because um, okay. I, I forgot where I was, I forgot why so this was relevant. So you got the relevant. wardens, you got the wards. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I forgot how we got into this. Okay. Um. You're, you're right, explaining, the girl. There is a ward. Her name is Iluma Weishel. She is, um, and she was gifted. She's part of a specific bloodline. Um, and she was gifted one of the dragon artifacts, a pair of boots, uh, created from the remains of one of the earth dragons. Okay. Um, and those boots, they give her the ability to communicate with that element with earth without having to use the old language hmm. it, there because the element will sense that dragon or the spirit that is still connected to the artifact they will sense that dragon and open up to that dragon and then um just tie to the girl yeah to be able to connect so she can have she can just have a conversation mm-hmm. like we're having it, it doesn't grant you influence over them, uh, just communication. They can choose whether or not they want to help you. They have their own... Okay. Well, they have a will. Anyway, okay. so that's an example of one of the artifacts. Um, yeah, so you have to have a dragon artifact, or you have to know the old language to be able to communicate with the elements or, um, or mother. Uh... Now, when you talk about mother, is that the mother that gave birth to the elements? Yes. Cool. Okay. I don't remember you talking about that. Um. Okay, so back to magic system. What? Be- because I had everything laid out in sp- such a specific 
Well, Simon said he didn't know if he'd really call it magic. Like those artifacts, would you call them? What exactly is magic? Is it just is it just a word for things that people don't understand? Because I guess the humans could call that magic, and then, and to the other races it'd be. Well, you're the writer, so how do you define it? How do you define those things? It's funny because when I talk with Chuck, Chuck says the definition, his definition of magic is um, things that you haven't learned how to do yet. That's how people define magic. It's something that they can't do yet. Okay. And it's a very, I mean, that's very, very general, but it kind of fits. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. think about it, if you took a, took a, um, gosh, a a projection movie and went back to the 1800s and projected that up on the wall, um, (laughs) wouldn't that be considered magic? I would think that it would. Mm -hmm. So how do you define magic? Well, I guess it was kind of, after I explained it all to Simon, it kind of, when I think magic, I think wonder. I usually do think it. unexplainable um and so after laying out the system for Simon to see um on paper he was like well that's not very well it just it kind of makes sense (laughs) that kind of I don't I was so what he was saying it wasn't magic because it made sense no he just said it wasn't very um what's the word Well, I guess <laughs> I was partly disappointed because I looked at it. It made sense and it kind of lost some of the wonder, some of the. Why? I don't know. See, here's, <laughs> but here's, okay. So here's the fun thing about, about writing and, and fiction is you're describing and have um, mapped out how things function in your world you will end up mapping out and defining everything. But how you portray these things and how you share them with your readers is going to be a completely different uh, process and experience. Mm -hmm. So all the information that you've shared here right now doesn't mean that's everything that's going to be revealed. True. You know, you you don't do an info dump on your readers you let them experience certain things, and I can see that this would be a, a quite a a magnificent experience, magic-wise, especially in working through or looking through the eyes of a character or characters and how they obtain these artifacts, how they discover how to use them, you know, how how they end up using them. Are there quests that they go on? Um, and here's another thing too. I look at a lot with uh, magic in my own world is, is it something that's common? Can everyone do it? So can everyone use the old language? Nope. Can everyone use or obtain an artifact? Nope. Okay, so now you have some special categories anyway. That's, those are a couple factors that I look at. So. No, that makes sense. I do feel better now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you can look at Simon and say, I'm older than you. You be quiet. (laughs) I forget to look at it from through the eyes of my character sometimes because I've spent so much time world building now and Uh not actually writing the book that I, after I see everything, it's, well, it's hard to go back into the mode of, well, looking through your character's eyes or your reader's eyes and. Revealing it little tidbits at a time. and Well, and you have to do that. It's funny because we have to go and lay things out because we're the creators. You lay things out and complete them as best you can and as complete as you can. And then you have to take a step backwards and start keeping secrets. <laughs> See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the, there's always it, you want to you want to hear a doubly hard thing. Not only is it hard for me not to reveal things to my readers, it's doubly hard because I can't reveal things to my own children in my own house. 
because not only are yep, you guys no readers, <laughs> and that, not only are you guys, yep, see, not only are you guys readers, but now it's triply hard because now you, you know, you and Simon and Evan and and Jessica and Asia, you're all helping me write things in my world. And, I, and I'm trying to figure out how to communicate to give you guys things that you can run with and not give you spoilers <laughs> because you're also reading these books. So that's why there's a little bit of a separation and why I don't let anybody in when it comes to the main storyline. But mm -hmm. everything on the outside, we can work together. And that's, you know, when you guys come to me with a bunch of questions, like when Simon comes to me with questions and says, so will that work? And I'm like, um, maybe. <laughs> well, why? Well, I got to make an adjustment here or just, or I have to say, it's not really going to work because this person needs to be over here at this particular time or this person knows this person. What? Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Yes, we need to do this and this. It's complicated. But just remember, mm. you're the person in control. The other thing that I would, um point out is that regardless of what you have created up to this point until you actually have it down in print it does not mean that it has to stay that way and here's a hard thing I have the habit of once I write something down for some reason in my mind <clears throat> I think that it's that's just set law. In stone. it's set in stone that mm -hmm. is not true so how do I deal with it? I, I massage it. I have to go back to what am I trying to achieve? Where is my character? How far have they progressed? Are they um, keeping up or keeping with the beat of the relationships with the other characters, with the mm -hmm. story arc, with the, there's so many factors that are involved. Um, and then some things I just leave. If I don't have an answer, don't know how to solve it, I leave it as a question for the readers, for them to go, wait, but what about to be continued? Oh, I hate your cliffhangers. <laughs> I hate them so much. They're terrible. <laughs> terrible. He's like uh, the cliff... I, uh, <clears throat> cliffhangers <clears throat> are great. They're so much fun. I like doing cliffhangers from chapter to chapter, though. The worst cliffhangers are at the end of the book. And you realize the next book is going to take a little while to be what, written. To, to oh. <laughs> you just have to sit oh. there and wait for the author to do their thing. And, and, and you really wish there was a way you can make them do their thing a little faster. So that you could, you know. And I get that. I, I, I do. I get that. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons. Wink, like, wink, hint, hint. Well, your mother's been encouraging me. There have been people that have been encouraging me for five years now to just... Look, stop doing these other projects and please just finish the whole series. Just keep going. I'm so excited for this ne next book. Yeah. You left it a terrible place last. That was like the worst. The Actually, worst. I totally of all I totally disagree. I know I you do. You're I, the author. No, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> Nothing was worse than the first book when I was getting texts at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning for people that got my phone number. Ew. Now, look. No, but here, consider this. At the end of book seven, it was complete. It was a complete chunk of the main storyline because you could take a break. Why? Because there was complete resolution. Okay? Mm -hmm. And circumstances. Nope, I'm not going to do any spoilers. It was at a point in the story where I could step away and the characters could step away and everything's on pause so I can take a breath and write the next chunk of books, design it, and then go write it. So actually it stopped in a perfect place. <clears throat> so, By the way, okay. that's a hint. Go get the books and read them. <laughs> Should read the books. They're fun books. They are fun books. First one's free, so... Yep. What do you have to lose? On, did that on purpose. Keep trying to convince him that he should actually sell it. So uh, before we actually convince him, you might want to hustle Everyone's over and get that, that not, story. <laughs> everyone's telling me I should not give the book away anymore. And I'm... It might change. I, you you, you I, never know. I know. So you might want to hurry on over there and 
grab one for free while you can. Lee, if you do, if you get it from Amazon or anywhere else, please leave a review. I I am so blown away at how hard it is to get someone to leave a bloody review of a book. And I, you know, I, and I don't mean to be rude here, but people will bitch and moan about stuff <laughs> everywhere. But when you like something, why are you, why are people so afraid to say something kind about something that helps? Crap. It's just, it's, well, heck, Prelude to a Hero has been on, uh, been in the top 20 slot in its category on Amazon for over three years now. Three years. And I think I'm only up to like 15 reviews. I mean, come Yikes. on. Thousands and thousands and thousands of books have gone out. But it doesn't doesn't even have to be a long review to be encouraging, huh? Just someone... Yeah, saying a something. Couple, a couple <laughs> sentences or something would be great. I get more reviews on Goodreads, but even on Goodreads, oh my goodness! It's just so. Why is it so hard to just take a moment and compliment something? And I'm not just speaking for me. For crying out loud, if you have read a book and you like a book, do that author a favor. Not just me. Everybody, go and say something nice. It helps. Gosh, for every good review that I get, I get five, ten book sales just from a good review. So here's the thing: when it comes to authors, actually, I, I don't I, even care if it's a bad review. I was gonna say a good review, a bad review. You I just want people to be really, honest. You're really, really, really angry about a certain character dying, and they'll uh, be like, <laughs> "I know, yeah. isn't it fantastic?" That's. <laughs> <Sorry. I'm- laughs> Things are a bit di- things are a bit different on Goodreads, and and what's silly about that is, I've had someone show up and did like a two star out of five star review, and didn't write anything. I don't give a crap about reviews where people say nothing, when they just leave a star anything. And here's the thing: I also don't care if someone leaves five stars and says nothing. I mean, that's nicer than two stars, but still. I'd like to know why, because I if there's something in particular that's bad, I would love to be able to improve things. That's one of the reasons why I like even bad reviews. I just want an honest review. Mm-hmm. So, my thoughts on books. Yay. So, okay, so you have any other questions about, <clears throat> about magic systems? Uh, Comments, me, things you want to say about magic systems? Let me consult my scrap of paper. You do have notes. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nothing. Uh, nope. Now that okay. we've laid out a few definitions for magic, a couple different ways you can play with it, then... Oh, yeah, so, that's good. So let's talk about, just for a few minutes, and then we'll close up, of what we are doing now as a family. It's been kind of fun. Um, I took Wanted Hero and I approached my family. Gosh, how long has it been now? A month or two? A month or two since I approached everybody. Okay, so I realized, gosh, there's no way I'm going to write all the things that I want to be able to include in Wanted Hero um, for all of you. So I approached my family and my children um, Lolo is an award-winning author. <laughs> yeah, she cringes. Everyone cringes when I say she's won awards for it. Okay, um, and also a professional illustrator like her dad. <laughs> um, I turned her over to one of my clients, and she did a job, and my client was ecstatic at Turns her skill. Out I am fantastic at drawing flying pigs. <laughs> And uh, and I've got it. and I've got my she son said. Evan who is brilliant in so many ways, but I love his creativity in uh, in games. And so uh, we've got Simon. Mm. My son Simon's what? Was he thirteen, 13 now? I think. <laughs> yeah, thirteen now. And Simon is well. We call him Wiki around the house because he literally has read the encyclopedia because that was something he enjoyed to do. And uh, 
He's our monster creator now. Our animal. Well, he's in charge of um, Things flor- that go flora and fauna. Yeah. I, oh, wow. Making ecosystems and everything. And the fun thing with Simon is that he's able to create things that it, it would actually work. He likes using real science and explaining it all. He's, he's brilliant. He really, really <laughs> he is, is brilliant. So, uh, approached my children and said, hey, I actually printed out the world map of Wanted Hero and had a family meeting. And in the, in the kitchen or the dining room, I rolled out the big map, showed everyone. I called all my, I called my married kids, had them come over, and I said, look, I know that I've been doing this since all of you were little and for a lot of you before you were born. And I'd like to open up this world and see if any of you would like a piece of this world because I want this to become a family project and not just mine. And all of them were kind of like, what? And I said, I want to show you something very specific. Of all the books, everything that I've made and done on this world map, I'm going to take a marker and I'm going to circle all the places that involve any of the books that I've already written so you can see what's already used up in the world on this giant map. I had less than one half of 1% of the whole map covered in my spots. And that kind of blew everyone away. So I said, so, would anyone like a piece of this world to run with it? Heck yeah. Yeah, I had, I had <laughs> lots of takers. So this has become a family project, which is exciting for all of you guys because now we're like multiplying in the things that we're building and creating together. Yes. I was just going to say, you you said we were going to wrap up after you talked about this, but that actually brings me to another question (laughs) about the... I can go back to after you're done summing up your... You write it down so you don't forget it. Okay, so my yes. point, my point here, <laughs> my point here, very quick, is this: so we have uh, started working on wantedheroworld.com, um, which is using the platform World Anvil. You've probably heard me talking about it in a few of my podcasts, mentioning it. We've been using it for over a year now. We just hit our one-year anniversary, and we are building the sucker. At the end of this year, we are going to um, take it live and offer some phenomenal things as a subscription base. So I'm going to start preparing everybody now. Here's the cool thing, though. It is our goal to do subscriptions enough just to keep maintaining it so that we have enough to pay for the services and stuff, and we can keep doing this as a family because we love doing this as a family. If we make more money than that so we can actually pay some bills, that would be freaking awesome. (laughs) But our first goal is just to make sure that this just pays for itself so we can keep doing it um, because we're loving this. And so we are going to see if we can – we're going to keep the monthly subscriptions at $3. That's it. Just $3. And the fun thing is that we add things on a regular basis. I've got I got some of my children are developing chunks of the world and we'll we will release things in chunks, but we're also going to have um, artwork and stories and of course the lore and everything of Wanted Hero World um, of this just of this fantasy world is so vast the majority of it is going to be behind that paywall. Um, there's going to be so much more than y- you can comprehend free on the front end but if you really like this um you're going to want to get that subscription the cool thing is we're also going to have a tabletop role-playing game that is being developed right now that's included in the three dollars a month you will also have exclusive podcasts like this that you will not be able to get it anywhere else only through wanted hero world and we're doing this because we want to take as a family all of our creativity and put it all into this one place interactive. You're going to have maps, interactive. We're having so much fun with this. And if you haven't, you can see it being built right now, by the way. Go to wantedheroworld.com and just play around. Everything's free and open right now. Nothing's behind paywalls. And do me a favor. Get yourself a free World Anvil account. They are free. 
get it and um, follow our world. Um, you know, sign up for our newsletter. Um, we don't send out any newsletters unless we release something. So you never get daily or weekly whatever emails. I only send things out when we actually have something to release. So anyway, we're excited about that. We just reached our, we just passed 100 followers on Wanted Hero World. And we're giving away, we made two custom wallpapers for your computers. So you can stop on by and download those. So tell people about Wanted Hero World. Okay, Lolo, back to your question. Yes. I have, well, okay, I'm going to rewind a little bit, or a lot. <laughs> it's a Buckley <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Okay, this but... might seem like a little bit of a, a tangent, but here we go. Okay. Um, back to when you were talking about change, and when you put things on paper, it kind of feels like it's been set in stone. Yes. Um, and how you keep massaging things and expanding. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to mention that the idea for... The stories that I'm doing now, that world. I've had that basic idea for, well, since I was like eight or nine. It was, it was, whenever I'd be standing there working through this gigantic pile of dirty dishes, I'd kind of zone out and wander around in this world in my head <clears throat> with this certain character. And as time went on, the world grew and I started, um, well, started, what's the word? I don't know, interacting with? No. Like, so it's Exploring? something to do with details, putting it in, in, um, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I would, um, keep expanding and growing. It, it usually did happen while I was doing dishes. Dishes are good. It's thinking time. I'm not saying dirty dishes just so you can wash them, but it, so now we know it's nice. why there was grease on things, huh? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> well, at least not anymore. Um, but that character that I would always be with in my head, I, she's now become a side character, a companion to one of my main characters, and and just because for years she she'd been the main, uh -huh. the main attraction. Yeah. Um. And as time went better. on, yep, uh, she was scooted to the side. Still love her to bits, because she's what started it all. Because I drew a picture one day, and it was like, hey, you're cool. Then I drew a background, and that looked cool, and then it kind of just... That's kind of what happened, yeah. with, that's kinda what happened <laughs> with Wendell and Chuck, though. Except for when I developed Chuck, and he was never the main. Mm -hmm. He was just someone that knew was going to be super, super important. To but the you story. created him before you created Wendell? Yeah. So, kind of mm. cool, huh? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. But I knew, that. but I knew, that's, he, that's but cool I knew he was supposed to help somebody. And then I realized, oh, I know who that is. So, and that's how that, that original thought formed. So, yeah, cool. So this girl's a side character now. Eventually, she's going to become mentally retarded and be tortured and, and, and yada, yada. Spoilers. My point is, hey, I didn't tell you who it was. Doesn't matter, still. It, it's, okay. it. All right. Okay. <laughs> My point was, well, that was just an example of um, of growth, of change, of freedom. Well, I look at writing the way that I looked at Wanted Hero and the way that I look at writing in a... I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of people that are doing things like this, what we're doing. I mean, when I... When I devised Wanted Hero, I was actually intentionally trying to come up with a story idea that would last the rest of my life. That I can make a career mm -hmm. because I was a huge fan of Terry Pratchett of Discworld. That is the best, to me, my opinion, Terry Pratchett w gave the best example of creating an interactive world. All of his stories are all, all involved are all involved in Discworld. They can all be connected in some way. And I wanted to do something like that. And, um, anyway, I, I, that's, that's just the way that I thought. And I realized the more that I did this, 
the best way I can describe how my mind's been working on this is I started buying those, um, you know, my, my little black notebooks. Mm -hmm. And at first I tried to organize everything. I've already learned I can't organize anything that way <laughs> unless you buy an advanced world building journal, the big, huge 400 page suckers behind us. Okay. Oh, wow. But here's the thing. I, I tell you, I tell your, your sisters, your brothers, always keep a notebook with you and don't question or try to, um, don't, don't think about what you're putting in there, um, to organize it. Just write whatever the idea is down. It doesn't need to make sense. If you have a really good idea, just write the dang thing down, organize everything after just make sure that you write the idea down. I cannot tell you how many times that I have been in a corner and trying to figure out how to finish a book or to solve a problem, and I'm just thumbing through my world-building journals, and I come across a page and go, oh, that's perfect. I'm going <laughs> to use that. And I look at it. Oh, look, that idea was from seven years ago or three you years ago too? or five years ago. Well, I know how long ago I actually um, wrote in the journal. journal. Yeah. Nowadays, I actually do have in different sections, I have the, the general dates in there. How, but here's how... the, but here, but no, but, but what, what this turns out to be, if I could describe a visual, it's like, it's like in your mind, you've got a hallway with 20 doors on either side and a door at the end of the hallway. And it doesn't matter what door you go through when you're creating your world. Just pick a door and go through. Because when you go through that door, you're going to see a door at the other end. And it's another hallway with all these doors on either side. Ugh. So pick a door. It doesn't matter what door you go through. And you keep doing that over and over and over. What's going to happen is eventually you're going to open a door to a room and realize, wait, in that hallway, there's already an open door on one of these sides. So pick a new one. Everything will eventually connect if you just allow your mind to do that. That's how it's always been for me. So this is unrolling in my head like a scene from a horror movie. It's, it's, it sounds <laughs> it's not creepy, the shining, but no. it works. It does. I it really does work. That. Well, you have from was it play, <laughs> that's player not one, ready, ready player, player one. one. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Um, this has been a bit longer than usual, so. Yes. You do have a question? Oh, a little one before I get to okay. a big one, which will probably lead to it. Anywho, um, how brief are you when jotting down these ideas that jump into your head, spur of the moment, you write it down in your notebook, how brief are you? Because I, I tend to be a bit too brief, so I'll be flipping through my notebooks a couple weeks or months later, and I found, like, like the other day, I looked into the back of one of my notebooks, and... It said, in caps, it said, idea. And to the right, it said, guy who smells really good, but whose breath smells like rotting corpses. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to... It was probably a cool idea at the time. I don't know how the crap I was going to use that. It was just random. What? I... I find a I, lot of that uh, in my books. I'm too... I'm too brief. And, and it, it, it... Well, you just answered your question. You're too brief. How, write, how do you... write more, write more detail. Well, I write down my complete idea. I write down what the idea is. And I also write down usually in parentheses, how I want to make it connect in my world. Mm -hmm. If I have an idea for that at the time, but I usually take up at least half a page and write in the idea and details. Mm -hmm. So that's how I do it. I mean, I can grab my book about and flip to any page and it will have a listing of who the person is or what the event is or what the item is, what it's supposed with anything. And I write details mm -hmm. down. So I want to, I want a usable idea. So I do what you're doing, what you're talking about. If I'm, if I'm right, what you're talking about is a trigger to remember an idea. I'm writing yeah. the idea down. I'm not trying to trigger <laughs> anything. Because that's as useful as writing down pen on, you know, on your forearm mm -hmm. or on your palm saying, hey, you know, I need to remember to write this down when I get to a piece of paper. <laughs> uh, I don't do that. So, okay. Oh, I do that a lot. Learn from my mistakes, people. 
don't just write down the triggers. It doesn't. It doesn't That's right. It Learn doesn't from always, her mistakes. <laughs> it <No>. doesn't always <laughs> work. Okay, what's your other question? My other question. Uh, well, how, how much is too much information over this when I'm talking about Gwen and her? This is all opinion. This is, and they're just like butts. Everyone's got one. It, it, uh, <laughs> what? What? Okay. What? You know, when you say what's too much, what kind of information do you need? Okay, guess I'll just dive dive in then. I I would. I mean, if you're going to write a book about this person, then you just start writing down ideas as you have them. Mm-hmm. Here's where, like, when I was talking with uh, Janet Forbes from World Anvil, um, is I don't think that there's such a thing as too much world building. Where world building goes wrong is when you lose sight of what the goal is, and that is for you to write a book. Mm-hmm. If you're just involved in world building and nothing else, and you keep going down the rabbit hole and you never come out, then you have what they call as world builder's disease. So we use this as the rabbit hole. Yeah, I don't know that you've been doing this long enough to be down a rabbit hole, to be too far. Take a step back and make connections to other things and expand out. Do you ever feel like you're drowning in your own world? No. No? Okay. No. Okay. I believe, I feel like I'm drowning when I haven't done enough. That's what I feel. Oh, that almo- may be it. Almost all the time. Because I'm not producing things fast enough, and I think that I'm a pretty prolific I guess, writer. I guess that's probably what it is. I, I get irritated at myself when I can't catch up to... All these ideas that pop into my head, I can't put them down fast enough, and then they slip away, and then I just ah. Well, I don't, I don't, nece- <laughs> I don't necessarily mean that, but, uh, but okay, yeah. Can I well. run down that hallway with all those doors and just open it, peek in, and then <laughs> kick can, them all down? You can try, but that sounds a lot like you just writing down. Oh, remind myself, this guy with <laughs> More you know smells good, but it has breath <laughs> like you know rotting corpse. That's okay. You know, just that's peeking my, in. I need to go. Okay, go through the door. Don't peek through the door. Okay. Hey, and you know, guys, if you guys have questions for mm. us that you would like us to cover in Life Is Like Fiction, why don't you, wherever this is, why don't you go ahead and leave uh, comments to us? And we would love it if you would vote for us on iTunes or anywhere else that this podcast is being um, shown. Um, and make sure that you stop by uh, Wanted Hero World and leave us a comment on one of the articles. Say hello. Um, anything else you want to cover? Yes. Okay, so... We'll do it next time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And remember, come to WantedHero.com. Come to WantedHeroWorld.com. And uh, yeah, keep being awesome, all right? And this is Jamie Buckley and... Jamie Buckley. (laughs) Here with Life is Life Fiction. We will see you next time. (laughs) Bye.